We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The phenomenal Football Friday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. The show, of course, presented by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download that BetMGM app and visit that website, BetMGM. Dot com. One more hour for us on Stadium, uh, and then the final hour you can watch on YouTube and Twitch, or however you're choosing to consume the show today, in the variety of places that you can. Uh, in the final hour of the show, we'll give you all our bets for tonight. National Hockey League, abbreviated slate on the ice, which sucks for me, man. I, I feel like I'm seeing the board big time here on the NHL. Only one losing bet for me last night with a lot of bets placed. It was awesome. Hopefully we can keep this rolling here. So we'll give you our hockey bets. Uh, we'll give you NBA bets for tonight. Best of the best side total and props. We'll also give you early thoughts. And if we got any bets on the Lakers Pacers um, NBA Cup final coming up tomorrow night from Las Vegas and all our bets for week 14 NFL Sunday. 20 minutes from now, our pal Brad Evans stops by, our stadium teammate from the Live on the Line sports betting television show. Brad will give us all of his prop bets coming up for Week 14 in the NFL. And then 40 minutes from now, you'll hear the glass. And bookies across the nation will get very nervous because the glass man, P.J. Glasser, will be joining us here on the show from our BetQL network. But right now, we did this last week, and we really liked it. And we're going to do it again. And the goal is going to be, as the show continues to hashtag evolve, uh, to do this a lot more often in the future, especially once we get out of football season and get past the Super Bowl. So for people that are watching the show on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, and on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, we ask you, hey, people, what are your favorite football bets this weekend? And what's the reason why you like it? And we'll uh, we'll bandy it about and tell you if we like the bets, dislike the bets, like the rationale, don't like the rationale. So our intrepid executive producer, Alex Vasano has been combing through the chats with a a fine tooth comb. I don't even know what the opposite of a fine tooth comb is, but maybe he's got that too. Trying to get the best answers from you, our listeners and viewers on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we still don't have imaging for this yet. Ken and I still got to figure out like what we want to call this. Now we want to brand it. I think real ones know is kind of like the leader in the clubhouse. Ken, would you agree with that? You like that? Yeah, just it's something that we've used before. It it literally applies to like hardcore fans of the show, the people who are literally submitting the question or the bets that they like. Um and like, do they know? Like, real, real ones know? Question mark. Uh, yeah, real yeah, ones poor. Real, yeah. Real ones know. I think it's like a like a seven out of ten name, maybe or something. Seven and a half out of ten name. Like, it's good, and we can use it. I don't know if there's a ten out of ten name for this segment out there, but we'll keep thinking of one. And uh, real ones know. Like, if it was the name of the segment all the entire rest of the time we did it, I would be perfectly happy. I okay. So let's say that we added a question mark. And it was real ones. No, no. It goes from a seven to a what? Like a seven point one. I think it might go to like a nine with the question mark. I need to think on it, that a little. Does bit. it? I like that. Does it? Question. <laughs> I don't know. Are, 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 like go f yourself, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, Diego. 
<laughs> Who put it in the right. prompter? I've told you, if you put it in there, he's going to read it. All right. Uh, so for now, we are playing the old D-Gen corner imaging because we think it's funny in lieu of uh, actual imaging for this, which we don't have yet, but we will once we figure out what we want to call it. Jake, take it away. Help! Help! I need directions to Bing Bong Bay. Yes, but the only way to get there is to stop at the D-Gen corner. I, I, I still can't believe that, like, this is something that was produced by our crew. Amazing. Uh, okay. Should we just call Gen Corner? We could call it. Well, I don't know if our show sponsor would like that. Like, a, the show element called, like, the D-Gen Corner. My guess is they probably wouldn't. But, like, we're not the D-Gens. These, these D-Gens are the D-Gens. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, oh, those other losers, people that, that that are that are betting at your sports book that yeah, were trying to and try. they have They're a corner. Degenerates, not us. They have like a and, small uh, corner. Yeah, that's right. Like that, they have been relegated to the corner. Like, and you you can't leave. The, it's like the dun. And you wear the dunce cap, except the D is not for dunce. Yeah. It is for degenerate. Okay, um, our executive producer is Alex Fasano. Alex is big time in his feelings. I gotta tell you, man, following Alex on Twitter, our, our guy was tweeting through it last night. Watching his oh, Steelers yeah. lose to the – I mean, this was like we're, – we're talking emotional. Worst Steelers team of his lifetime. Apparently, Alex is like six years old because the, they're still over 500 right now. Got to love it. Alex is with us here. Um, Alex, what do we have first here uh, in the old whatever the hell we're calling this segment? All right. In the old whatever the hell we're going to call this segment, we'll start in the YouTube chat. This guy, at Andrew Mullally. As a bet for you guys, Jake Ferguson mm. over 43 and a half receiving yards and over four and a half receptions. He wants you to take ladders on both his reasoning. Okay, so, well, before you do this here, I, so we put up the new, put the back up, Mike, the guest graphic of Alex here. I, look, Alex, I met, I met you in person. Like, Alex is a handsome kid. Alex, you ain't this handsome, man. This is, this should be like, if this you is, were single, this, this should be like your Tinder 10. picture. Like, you look yeah, like you look like a perfect. movie star in this picture. You look like you're like a panel of like a Marvel movie or something. Chris Hemsworth like, should be sitting next like, to you. You're like Robert De Niro's second cousin or something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> God, I mean, what, the guy, Alex is a handsome kid. You ain't this handsome, though, man. This is a good picture. Uh, tell us why Andrew likes the Jake Ferguson bets. Yeah, back in my glory days. Uh, Andrew likes these Jake Ferguson bets because Philly linebackers obviously aren't great versus tight ends. And Ferg had yep. 11 targets in week nine, expecting him Ferg. to be used in high leverage situations. And there should be a lot. Hashtag Ferg. Ferg. To you know Jake Ferguson ladders. When I hear Ferg. Yeah, what do you got? Is that uh, when Kimbo Slice used to fight in whatever fighting thing that he fought in not ufc well he fought in ufc for a little bit whatever that other one was like they would call they'd be like ferg like his corner would like yell that at him or like his friends or whatever like ferg he died he died right kimbo slice yeah i think he passed away That's, like, a, like, a, a, like a while ago yeah he just a just a legend kimbo the late great kimbo slice. i still remember, I don't remember seeing the like the e60 thing. feature that they did on him and i was like I can't believe this is a real person. <laughs> I was like, I like just can't believe life, this is right? a real person. Yeah, like, like, geez, a, a, like a, a crazy, a crazy life, and then like a like late in his life, like a crazy lifestyle, right? He was like a like a a bodyguard for like a a porn site and fought in ultimate fighting at the same time. Yeah, those are those, those are two things I've never done. Just <laughs> and he's doing it both at the same time. What do you, well, what do you mean, make? A, what do you make a Ferg in this case? What do you like for? I was Ferg gonna here? say like if I if I were like closer to one or the other. Anyway, um, mm. yeah, 
so Kevin I guess UFC. like <laughs> like like Fer- Ferguson Ferguson could definitely go over here. I guess like my so the Eagles did sign Shaq Leonard, so maybe we'll see Shaq. Like Shaq, I mean, their linebacking play like couldn't be worse than it's been. Right. Um, with how bad the Cowboys, uh, the Eagles corners have been, you would think that this is going to be gay. You know what? Like I, I honestly like I, I don't have a reason why I don't like this bet. I think it's probably more of like a like a lamb or a cooks game, but like Ferguson could definitely go over. I guess Ken, the only thing that would give me pause here is like, so wh- what does the introduction of Leonard do? Does Bayard continue to acclimate into this defense at all? And like, because the Eagles have obviously. And we've talked about this a lot, not just this year, but over the course of the last couple of years. How, and, like, even Baldy, and Baldy, like, never says stuff like this, so this one noted the other day. When he was like, the Eagles basically ignore these positions. We've been saying it for years, and we're not the only ones that know it. They ignore linebackers and safeties. They're, like, analytically sound in that regard, where, like, that's kind of, like, what analytics tell you to do. And I think they're kind of like, what? We need to address this now. Look what Kelsey did to them in the Super Bowl. They trade for Bayard. They signed Shaq Leonard. So I, I'm a little curious how this is going to go. I don't hate it. I also don't know, Ken, if I'm going to make this particular bet on Jake Ferguson. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to offer. I hope he goes over because it means the Dak probably played really well. So, uh, Alex, we can do the next one. All right. And shout out to Andrew. Good for you. Oh, man. yeah. Good luck. The real one. Yeah. Ferg. All right, next up, we got one from the Twitch chat, at Kilmer. Shout out to the Smokers Lounge Discord. Guys, they're calling for the monster teaser back. They really want it, so they got a monster teaser of their own. Our legs are San Francisco plus two, Denver plus (laughs) 15 and a half, Miami has a pick'em, and Detroit plus nine and a half. The reasoning, basically, it's the Niners and the Finns to win. Fading the Chargers and the Lions to be able to win by margin. Hashtag real ones know. My, uh, yeah, oh, I mean, so my, um, that's the like that both of no. us don't like, right? Would be Lions plus nine and a half. I, I, I mean, I do think that you win when you place that bet, though. I think I, you oh, win. agreed. I, I, I yeah. think we could probably find out, get a better leg than Lions plus nine and a half. Cause like they, they, they could have easily lost when they, when these two teams played a couple weeks ago on the road in Detroit. You need a, depending on the, the book that you use, like Saints plus seven and a half at home against Carolina is pretty good. Oh, man. Um, I mean, that that is good. Unless, like, I guess Jameis can throw, like, nine pick sixes. But, like, I like New Orleans in the game. So, yes. You can poke holes in anything. Sure. Uh, not either side of Eagles-Cowboys. Like What about Buffalo? Like, pack, Even if you don't Packers have plus seven and a half against the Giants. I mean, that's really Maybe six solid. and a half, that- sorry. That'd be that'd be six and a half. I guess that would be bad. That'd be six and a half. What about what about just like Buffalo? Like does Kansas City ever blow the Bills out in the game? Yeah, I mean some sometimes. Well, all right. Well, put it a different way. Does Kansas City blow the Bills out more frequently than the Lions don't cover nine and a half? Like which happens less I, often? So I guess like my concern with the Lions would be like it. Goff's baby hands in the cold, puts the ball on the ground, throws a couple of picks. We're like, I, I think the Bears could win that game by 10. I'm not saying it's likely, just that, like, I would be a little concerned. Like, that's the one leg of this where I'm a little iffy, is Detroit. I'm good I, on the others. I, 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 yeah, I also think, like, literally either side of Bucks, Falcons, and Colts, Bengals, either side, I think you go 4-0. Like, I, I don't think either of those are getting blowouts either way. What would you so for Colts Bengals? Would you rather since so you get Cincy more than ten, so Cincy plus eleven, yeah. or Colts plus fifteen and you capture fourteen? I mean, it's a it's a it's a tie both. I mean, I, I just I, you know I think they're both fine. I I think the Bengals are more likely to blow the Colts out. 
than the Colts are. Yeah. I don't think either team will blow the other out, but I think it's more likely the Bengals win in blowout fashion than the Colts. And I like Indy in the game. And I'd, I'd rather have Atlanta 11 than Tampa 15. But um, but we're simpatico on Niners, love it. Denver's like the best one. And then Miami to win. Could you imagine the Dolph- Dolphins lose, you tip the cap. If that's how you lose the monster teaser, yeah. like you tip the cap. Yeah. And it's it's actually a good time of year to put these in too, because like we actually do really know a lot about the teams. Like I you, like the thirteen you're getting something for the thirteen points. It's not this is all not a mystery anymore about like who's good and who's not good. We actually have a pretty good idea. Have you ever been in a smoker's lounge before? I don't think this so. Could be like, this could be like a cigar bar, any whatever you would constitute a uh, smoker's lounge. I don't even know if I've been in a cigar bar before. We went for so. the bachelor party I went to last summer for my buddy. We went to um, a cigar bar. I, f- I forget which hotel we were at in Vegas. And uh, I'm not a cigar smoker, but it was pretty cool. I always want to inhale when I smoke, which is my which is whatever. Uh, <laughs> Alex, what else we got here? All right, our next one coming from the YouTube chat at Jordan Pagel. He's taking the three and a half with the Jets. Why? He doesn't feel great backing the Jets, but this is far and away the best defense Houston has faced this year. Now on the road, in weather, without Dell, Schultz, and Noah Brown, I like New York to keep it close. But is Noah Brown definitely out, or he's just questionable, right? Like, he might play in the game, right? We don't know for sure that Noah Brown's out. Yeah, but, but regardless, like I just, you know, the idea is like they're a little down offensively versus like a full strength offense. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I just look, I mean, he's he's in line with how the market feels about this game. All of the interest has been in the Jets so far. Uh, I think I think the Jets are going to be in the money line underdog parlay on Sunday, too. I don't know if I want to bet the three and a half, but I I'm with Baldy. I just like I think about the guys like I kind of think they're just going to win the game. I don't even know how it's going to happen. I have no idea. Stroud's going to have to play pretty bad, but like. He's taken sacks in a bunch of these games. He's made bad decisions in a bunch of these games. He's just also made awesome throws at the same time to try to overcome that. It's like a little tough to do here. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. Also, uh, like bonus market. So market open for who's going to lead the NFL in passing yards at the end of the year. Ooh, and I, I, looked, I looked at it today. Uh, Stroud's second right now, just for people who are curious. Is Howell like still Howell's first? Top, I haven't looked. Yeah, but, he, but okay. he's played an extra game. But he played an extra game, so like he's really not ahead. But yeah, yards per game. Commanders um, by this week for people that don't know. Yeah. Commanders and the Cardinals on by this week. Because I, I thought Dak is uh, seven fifty, and I thought about betting him going into the Eagles game because the total was so Ooh. high. And the the only uh, the only thing I was like, because the, the reason I looked at it originally is the weather games. I go like, what if the weather's really bad everywhere? Like in a bunch of these games, then how many markets would be impacted by like, what if you can't throw the ball? Like, okay, well, then the statistics are going to change a lot. And, like, Stroud at the Jets is kind of one of those games where, okay, like, what if it's not even weather? Like, what if that's just – it's a total 33. He's the second choice to lead the NFL in passing yards right now. So I did look at that a little bit just, like, with that in mind. It goes along with Jordan's handicap that maybe the Texans' offense won't be very good. I think – and curious your opinion here. So let's say, like, people like the Jets. Like, Jordan likes the Jets plus the three and a half. And I don't know if Jordan's placed that bet yet. I, I feel like this is going to close, th- like, it's going to close three, right? Would you agree with that, that the Jets will continue to take money, like, come kickoff, or do you think we're, we're here at three and a half now? I think it's going to close less than this. Like, I think it's more likely to close three than close four, but I think it's going to close this. Okay, uh, so gr- great job by the uh, by the people submitting the, uh, the bets. Maybe we'll do a little more on this to start the power hour. But on the other side, we get back to the guests. Brad Evans joins us, our stadium teammate, prop bets for week 14. 
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I think this is, uh, out of all these songs we play coming back from break, I think this is my favorite one. Nick Costos power rank is his top choice. Hello, would it kingdom? Hell yeah. We let it roll here, but uh, we've still got a lot to do here. <laughs> a lot of trees. There's woods. Uh, some would call it the Smoker's Lounge. Uh, hmm. Got a lot to do here on the show. In 20 minutes, you'll hear the glass, and bookies nationwide will be cowering in fear when our guy PJ Glasser joins the show. 20 minutes from now, 40 minutes from now, we'll actually we'll continue taking uh, your submissions on YouTube and Twitch, your favorite football bet for the weekend. So keep firing them in. We only got to three in the last segment. They were really good. We ended up talking about them for a long time. So keep on putting those submissions in. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Your favorite football bet for the weekend. And Ken and I will read them coming up in 40 minutes on the show to begin the power hour, final hour of the program, which will also feature hockey bets for tonight, our NBA best of the best, and side and total thoughts for every game on the board. Week 14, NFL Sunday. But speaking of Week 14 NFL Sunday, joining us right now, as he always does in this spot, we love having him on the show, to talk prop bets for Week 14 is our good friend, our stadium teammate, the great Brad Evans. Now, Brad is uh, one of the hosts of the great sports betting television show, Live on the Line, which you can watch noon Eastern weekdays here on Stadium. So if for some reason, like you're watching this on Stadium, like you don't watch Live on the Line, like rectify that. Check out Brad and the crew, uh, Cam Smith and company, noon Eastern weekdays on Stadium. Brad is also the host of the Fade 5 podcast, his sports betting podcast, and he's on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 14 in the NFL. Hola, amigo. Hola, amigos! I'm still scratching my head on what went uh, down last night in Pittsburgh. Uh, I naturally thought uh, the other uh, could potentially hit, and of course that cashed on the over in the first half. I I still cannot fathom what I consumed last night, and I tried to pivot away from college basketball uh, to watch that entire game, but I just couldn't uh, bring myself to do so. Then I saw the results, and I'm like, maybe I should have watched it from start to finish. Well, and it's funny, right? Because, like, obviously the over gets home easily because it hits in the first half. But then at the same time, like, you watch the second half of the game and you go, yeah, that's why it was 30. Like, you watch every single drive <laughs> right. in the second half. Like, that's like, like yes, it went over also, like, it, you know, like, we, we know why it was 30. Like, we know why that was a really low total. Uh, Brad, a couple really, really good games in the NFL on Sunday. Why don't we kind of just get right to them? I think you have some prop thoughts on them. Talked a lot about this Chiefs-Bills yeah. game this week. I talked about it a little bit more today, right? Isaiah Pacheco not going to play in the game for the Chiefs. A couple other injured players. Uh, Drew Tranquil, the green dot defender on defense, not going to play. So Kansas City a little undermanned, and that's caused the betting market to kind of move almost to like a pick type point spread. So like a pick yeah. the winner of the game between the Bills and the Chiefs. High total, 48 and a half. Uh, what do you like here, side total or props? Yeah, I actually grabbed uh, Buffalo in the money line earlier this week at plus money. Uh, and I, we even talked about a live line earlier today, and it was still at plus money. And, of course, uh, the injury news coming out has, uh, as you mentioned, swayed the line is uh, virtual pick them. As a result, but, uh, you know, the other area where I think you can really take advantage of right now is in the props market, in particular with the booty scoots of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen on the ground as well. So I built a little SGP and I took Josh Allen 
23 or more rush yards, and I matched that with Patrick Mahomes. 18 or more rush yards, got that at plus 111 as a result. Uh, Kansas City, number three, in pocket pressure rate in the NFL. Uh, that should lead uh, Allen to call his own number at least a handful of times. He's only averaging 5.2 attempts per game, but he's sending 20 and a half rush yards per game. There's an over 23 or more rush yards in a contest five times this year. And then Mahomes, uh, a guy that is one of the best impromptu runners in the NFL, and Buffalo, a team like Kansas City, really ratchets up the heat. Number five in pocket pressure rate. And Mahomes has ran for at least 18 yards 10 times this year, averaging 4.6 rush attempts per game and 27.6 rush yards per game. So I really love that little two-leg SGP. And I may uh, inquisitively uh, sprinkle some action on one CEH once the receiving Yards prop line comes out of receptions prop as well with Pacheco on the sidelines. We'll see if McKinnon is indeed ready to go as well. All right, so we hit uh, one of the biggest games coming up on Sunday with Brad. Let's hit the other one, my friend, with the Eagles and the Cowboys yeah. on Sunday Night Football. High total in this game, 52. Feels like this is like a, a game where I know I'll probably like some, some overs on player props here. Let's find out what Brad likes in this game, my friend. What do you got for us here, Sunday Night Football in Dallas? Oh, I'm feeling Ferguson, boys. Uh, Jake Ferguson's a guy that I already attacked on the receptions market. Took the over on four and a half. Yeah, I see you there, uh, chuckling, Ken. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I like to feel well, some we, plus we size had a guy in the, We did an interactive segment, Brad. We had uh, people send in quite as I try to regain my grasp of the English language. We had our, our fans <laughs> of the show like send in their favorite bets, and we would like review them on the show. Like and our producer yeah. picked them out. Hey, this guy likes this guy. That came up. In the light, you're you're oh, not alone. My point is, you're not alone here. So you we come literally on, you say spent the same Brad, thing, like, like three consensus. minutes in the last segment talking about this. To Ken's point, right. like about Jake, this yeah, exact bet is, that you're about to discuss. This, this is not well, a, this is not teasing. This is consensus, Brad. So make make your case. We've already heard a case in the last segment. Make your case for here for Ferguson. All right, for let's Ferg. double, triple, quadruple down on Jake Ferguson. I'll take the overall receptions. I grab it at four and a half, and I grab it plus money at BetMGM. Uh, yesterday, it'll look at Philadelphia. We know how rancid, how forgiving they have been through the air, evidenced by their number 25 ranking and pass EPA defense. Uh, they give it a 4.9 receptions per game. Two tight ends, six tight ends have gone over this. And you look at Ferguson, he went ham, as we all know, in the first match of 10 targets, seven catches over 90 yards, and a TD week nine. He uh, is number 12 in yards per reception. He's running 23.6 routes per game, the fourth most of any tight end in the NFL. And he's getting a decent amount of the team target share. I know C.D. Lamb is going to be a busy man. Brandon Cook's probably going to be good for three to four receptions. Uh, but I feel the lowest hanging fruit, again, a watermelon on a twig, in my estimation, is Jake Ferguson hitting that over on four and a half receptions at plus 105. And hopefully I have sold the masses Yet again. <laughs> well, if you didn't, we had we had all last segment, we had all this segment. We got a lot of Jake Ferguson on the show uh, today. What are we doing, Brad? There are a lot of weather games this week, but it looks like yeah. maybe the weather in a lot of these cities maybe won't be quite as bad as we expected. Cincinnati, it's kind of up in the air. Maybe not as bad as we thought. Maybe like a legit actual football game between the Colts and the Bengals. Bengals got that out to about a two-point home favorite. So maybe we do see some downfield passing here. Obviously, the Colts have done that a lot. And Jake Browning did that a lot on Monday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, what do we like here with the uh, the Colts and the Bengals? 
Yeah, we'll see about Mother Nature, the effects in that game. Uh, you know, a lot of people think it was going to be touch and go, let's say, in Chicago. And now the latest forecast is like 37 and sunny on Sunday. So the rain is going to move out of the area in time for that kickoff uh, between the Bears and Lions. But, uh, you know, since he maybe a little bit of uh, precipitation there early in the game. But, man, how could you ignore Michael Pittman right now in the receptions market? He is a cash cow, a gift that keeps on giving, no question about it. I actually played the lineup from the six and a half because I want to avoid the heavy juice on that over and took it up to seven and a half and got it at plus money at plus 122 as a result guys he has caught at least eight balls in five straight games he's averaging 10.1 targets per game of the season top 15 in total route wins and Cincinnati has been oh so generous to opposing wideouts number 24 in pass EPA defense uh, only one wide receiver has gone for at least several receptions against them but I think Michael Pittman uh, will set a new high in that category in Cincinnati this season because uh, Gardner Minshew has the tunnel vision uh, for Pittman uh, when he is lining up there under center and taking those snaps. So I like that one quite a bit. I'll probably get some action on my uh, former ILL, Chase Brown. I'll have to see what that rush yards line comes out at. I haven't seen that yet. Jill Mixon, I'll take the over on receptions. Uh, and Jake Browning as well. I like the over on rush yards. A guy that is an opportunistic sprinter. That number I grabbed on the over at 12 and a half. And I may play that sucker up to like 16 and a half. So if you don't want to play it on an escalator prop, and get it at plus money, I certainly don't hate it. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Getting props for week 14 in the NFL with our stadium teammate, host of Live on the Line. You can catch it noon Eastern weekdays here on Stadium is our friend Brad Evans. Brad is on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos. Brad, I feel like we talk about this player every week, and he's like, I thought this guy stunk coming into the year, and I have to give him credit. He's performed a lot better than expectations here, my expectations for him. And that is a certain running back who will be taking the field this Sunday in the Buccaneers-Falcons game in oh. Atlanta. Tell us what you think about Tampa's starting running back here and any other bets you have for the Bucks and the Falcons. Well, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to drop the old Peter Gabriel sledgehammer. Da -da 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 -da! I love Rashad White on the over in receiving yards. I love it so much that I took it a little bit higher from the 22 and a half and boosted it to 24 and a half. So I get it at even Steven plus 100 money. Uh, and it could uh, be a, like a 30 yard game uh, for him because you look at the ATL. He torched him for six catches, 65 yards, the first matchup in week seven. He said the over on the 22 and a half number in nine of 12 games. He's a converted college wide receiver, runs a ton of routes, the second most, in fact, of any running back in the NFL at 23.2. Handsome target share as well of 12.9% and 3.8 receptions per game, which is what exactly Atlanta is allowing to the running back position. 3.8 catches per game along with 29.6 yards per game. And along with White, five other guys have hit the over on the receiving yards mark. Uh, so, yeah, I'm dreaming of a white payday. That's exactly what I'm dreaming of. I think Rashad White is going to hit the over on receiving yards, on catches, going to be a busy man as a pass catcher in this game. Bar none, my top prop in this matchup, though. Of course, I got other action. I mean, we had two songs and one answer there, which is pretty good. We started with Sledgehammer, <laughs> and we got into the holidays by the end of it, which was really funny. Uh, Brad, I just want to read this tweet from Adam Schefter. It just leads into, like, what do you make of this game? Because, like, I kind of can't believe this week. I don't think we did this earlier in the show, maybe off the air. 
like, is Derek Carr really going to play in this game against the Carolina? Like, just oh. listed questionable with 90 different injuries. Like, Adam, it's just, Adam Schefter writes, like, a legit straight-laced tweet, and, like, I laugh when I read it, because just, like, really? Saints are listing Quarterback Derek Carr is questionable for Sunday's game versus Carolina due to his concussion, ribs, and right shoulder. You know, like, everything. Uh, like the whole tour. Yeah. And he, like, it's really, it's not he has a very it is a contagious case of leprosy, I think, as well. I mean, it, it's <laughs> utterly asinine, utterly asinine that Derek Carr is listed as questionable. He ain't going to play. I think it's going to be famous Jameis Winston there under center. And honestly, it really doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I know Taysom Hill is a, a major question mark as well, even if he were parachuted in to say uh, take snaps under center. The game plan is going to be student body left, student body right, Belly up the middle runs with nothing but Alvin Kamara and checkdowns as well. And that's why I took the over and I grabbed it at 94 and a half earlier this week on total yards rushing and receiving for Alvin Kamara because uh, Carolina dead last and rush EPA defense are giving up 133.8 total yards per game at 4.55 yards per carry just to the running back position. And Kamara, he didn't remember, he didn't play in that earlier season matchup. That was like a Tony Jones out of left field kind of game. He found the end zone. Uh, but uh, when he has been on the field, he's earned over 75% of the opportunity share. Uh, so he is a certifiable workhorse. We know he's a checkdown catching king. Uh, he has gone over the 94 and a half combined yards mark in five of his last seven games. I think it's going to be another century mark effort. And guys, he may do it on the ground alone. Pretty ridiculous there. It's just, we're talking to our chat. We've got a baseball hot stove news coming in, Brad, too, which I'm, I'm sure you've uh, you've probably seen some of as well. I, there's a couple other games that, that we could get to some of your favorite props. Maybe just one more prop. You can go wherever you want here. Maybe just 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever your favorite prop is. Because I, I think like there's a ton of college basketball that's going on tomorrow that people might oh, be interested oh in. Maybe we get a bet, a bet for me for that sport out the door, too. So NFL prop here for 30, and then maybe we'll do college hoops. Yeah, Keaton Mitchell for all the cash. I'll take the over on 14 and a half yards for the longest run for him. The Baltimore Ravens, his snap share is increasing. The opportunity share is increasing. He played a season high 44.9% of the snaps before the Baltimore bye week in week 12. He is a numero uno in the NFL in yards after contact per attempt. Numero uno in missed tackle rate and way up there in yards per touch at 7.38. The Rammies have allowed 4.21 yards per carry. So probably an off tackle run. Keith Mitchell's going to get a chunk gain, maybe even three in this one. So over, all I need is a singular run of 15 or more yards, and hopefully that will be an easy cash. So one of my top props on the board this week. I'll be starting him in a couple leagues. Like, would love for that bet to hit for Keaton Mitchell. All right, Brad, let's close with anything college basketball really related that you've got yeah. coming up. we got like 60 seconds here, like a full 60 seconds for the answer. All right, uh, how about let's go north of the border to Canada. I I'll leave the chalk with Purdue, minus six against Alabama. I, I don't see how Alabama has anybody that can compete on the glass uh, on either end of the floor with Zach Eady. It's a homecoming for the native Canadian. Uh, I think he's going to be playing some inspired ball, and Purdue has got athleticism and speed galore at the guard position this year. They can make it rain from outside with Gillis, with Lawyer, uh, with Jones, and of course, Edie cleaning up on the interior. As long as it doesn't foul trouble, I think they take down Alabama, just as I have the defensive chops to hang with. Boiler up! So, Purdue, Pete, and friends, I'm going to tell you, and I'll lay the six in that game in Toronto. Brad, we appreciate Then, like, I would make, like, the Purdue, like, are they in Toronto? I think we made it already, though. Brad, great job on the show, as always. Brad on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. 
Brad's sports betting podcast is the Fade Five. We encourage people to check that out. And of course, if you're not already checking out Live on the Line, our stadium teammate Brad Evans, along with Cam Smith and others, noon Eastern here. And you can check Cam out, by the way, on the Better Angle Saturdays here on the BetQL Network. Uh, Check it out. Noon Eastern, weekdays, live on the line on Stadium. My friend, we appreciate your time. Best of luck with all the wagers. Stay well, and we'll catch up with you next Phenomenal Football Friday. Quinnipiac minus six against Navy tonight. Let's ride. You're great. That's what I was waiting for. I need a college basketball sweat on a Friday night, to be honest. All right, on the other side, you'll hear the glass. And by this point, you should know what that means. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. On the BetQL Network. Actually had a couple people, wow, Ken, who, uh, is that like a Schefter report or something that, that just came out about Carr? Uh, Nick Underhill, right, who writes covers oh, the Saints like, for... like, really yeah. respected Saints beat writer, yeah. Yeah. This was, that was just, uh aggregated by a couple accounts Derek Carr expected to play week 14 I can't I I can't believe that I I wonder if like I'm being serious right now and like this is not like I don't want to turn the show into this because it's not about this I wonder if like the league's gonna step in and like not let him play he's had two concussions in less than a month like you can't put him out that whatever I I don't I don't know also they're like out, they're out to they're out to six now on that news too so they were five five and a half now they're out to six now I kind of like Carolina in the game I mean, like this. It's so funny because, like, you and I were like lockstep on this. Like, yeah, actually, if it's Jameis, I like them more, and yeah. if it's Carr, I like yeah. them less. Uh, all right. Well, we have. Uh, we'll do this next hour on the show. Our NFL picks for, for Week 14. But Ken, telling you, Nick Underhill, who like nails stuff for the Saints all the time, reporting that Carr is expected to play, just like crazy. But like, like sometimes you say, right, Ken? At some point, it's like not about our opinion. It's about like what's happening, and like Carr is apparently going to play in this game. We'll talk about that next hour on the show. Also, I got a couple notes from people who are like, "Hey, like I, I sent a question in you or a bet in. You guys didn't talk about it." We will hit as many as we can to start the power hour. So if you send some bets in for us, um, and you can feel free to send more. We will hit as many as we can. We won't spend as much time on them as we did on the questions earlier in the hour. So if you're in the YouTube chat, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, the Twitch chat, twitch.tv backslash betql, tell us your favorite football bet for the weekend, and Ken and I will discuss to start the final hour, power hour, here on this phenomenal football Friday. And as a reminder... This is our final segment for the day on Stadium. So if you're watching on Stadium, head on over to YouTube or Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql to watch the final hour, power hour of the show. But before we get to the power hour, there's a guest that we have to bring on. And you know what happens when you hear the glass? It's Bookie's ass. Glasser316 says, I just bankrupted your bookie. And now we can't buy his kids Christmas presents. You know what? Should have a more honorable job. The Glass Man is with us here on You Better You Bet. On Twitter at PJGlasser9, the host of Send It In here on the BetQL Network across all our social platforms, 1 o'clock Eastern on weekdays. And if, like, you haven't watched Send It In yet, PJ goes for a half hour straight. He's like a one-man dynamo. He's awesome. You got to check the show out on social platforms, 1 o'clock Eastern time on weekdays. And check out PJ along with JP Flame, Sundays 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern, following Ken and myself on Countdown to Kickoff, 1 to 5, a four-hour live betting extravaganza each and every NFL Sunday. And we know our guy, the glass man, very happy with this Alabama Crimson Tide making the college football playoff. He's on Twitter at PJ Glasser 9. Glassman, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How you doing? 
Guys, happy Friday. Fired up about Bama. Can't wait for the Rose Bowl with uh, with Michigan. That's it's just going to be an incredible game. Um, so, yeah, appreciate you having me on and uh, ex- excited for that. Yeah, let's start with a little college football, PJ. We just, we've been doing NFL for like a while on the show, as you can imagine. Uh, yeah. I, are, these are bowl games, right? That like are written in our chat. Like, I don't even know how any of these teams were playing. I'm like, is this college? I, at the last second before I teach you up on the question, I go, is this college basketball tomorrow? Like, am I, are we sure that these teams, like Wyoming, Toledo, like, so you have a couple bowl bets that you like, I think, for numbers that just open. If you want to put it all into one answer, that's fine. We'll do NFL afterwards. Just like, yeah, PJ's early bowl looks. Clearly, uh, you've, been, you've been following the old transfer reports and, and, and keeping track of the portal. I have, yeah, get these numbers before, you know, these games hit the day of and then everybody really starts betting. Now, my favorite bet of bowl season, guys, is Wyoming, minus two and a half against Toledo. Anything under the three, I really like. Craig Bowles, one of my favorite coaches in the country. He's been at Wyoming for a decade, and this is his last game. He said he's retiring after the bowl game against the Rockets. Toledo, they had a great season in the MAC. They lost in the MAC championship game to Miami of Ohio. They just lost their quarterback to the transfer portal to Quan Finn, so that's a big deal. And they're a team that relies on scoring a lot of points. They average 35 a game. Wyoming's got an awesome defense, and I think they're going to want to send their coach out with the win. So highly, highly motivated Wyoming team who's usually really good in bowl games. Love them minus the two and a half. I also like Rutgers plus two and a half against Miami. Tyler Van Dyke, the Hurricanes quarterback, is in the transfer portal. That game is the pinstripe bowl at Yankee Stadium. And, like, if you're Miami, I mean, you know, middle of the season, you think maybe you have a chance of winning the ACC. You lose that game to Georgia Tech. Your season kind of unravels. Now your quarterback's not going to be there in the bowl game. You're going up against a Rutgers team who we know Greg is going to have that team ready. They're going to fight. They're going to prepare hard. Um, and I think that line under a field goal is telling you that Rutgers probably the right side in the game. So as of now, obviously still early. Bulls don't start until next week, but those are kind of the two games that jumped out to me. All right, Glassman, we will we'll have you on again before the college football playoff semifinals on, uh, on New Year's Day, obviously. But, like, you're a Bama guy. And, like, we were talking a little bit off-air about this. You were in the sports book on Sunday. when And for people that don't know, we say PJ's a Bama guy. It's not just a Bama fan. Like, he went to Alabama, like an Alabama alum. So tell us, give us, like, like a quick story about you being in the sports book last week before your show started, finding out Bama made it to the college football playoff. And then, like, an early thought on, you know, like, I know you're biased probably. You're a Bama alum. You love the Tide. Like, what do you think they're going to beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl? And then we'll turn our attention to the NFL. Yeah, so just watching that, Nick, on Sunday morning, you know, obviously in in the era of the four-team playoff, like we've really never had a decision like this. And it was a Power 5 undefeated without their quarterback and the thought of leaving out an SEC team in Alabama who just went undefeated through SEC play is like a crazy thought. But you can't put Texas in without putting – or you can't put Bama in without putting Texas in because they beat them. I was nervous, but once I saw Texas at three – I had a good feeling that Alabama was going to be at four. And then once the realization that they had made it, when the graphic flew up on the screen, I was going nuts. I even started the show telling JP Flame, I'm like, you got one happy co-host right now. This is going to be an awesome four hours. So uh, it was great. I can't wait for the Michigan game. I think it's a good matchup for them. I'm a little nervous that everybody is betting Bama and that line hasn't budged yet. And I just keep looking at the game, and I'm trying to figure out, like, where Michigan kind of has the edge. J.J. McCarthy, guys, since the beginning of October, has thrown one passing touchdown. And that was against Ohio State when he had to fit it through a keyhole uh, to get it in for a touchdown. So he really hasn't been too effective through the air. Michigan is physical, as we know. 
But like, if history tells us anything, trying to out physical Alabama usually doesn't work. The last two times Nick Saban has lost a home game, Bama has gone on to win the national championship. They lost to Texas earlier this year, and his team is trending in the right direction. Milrow's playing great. The D's playing great. So I like Bama in the game, guys. But, man, the fact that Michigan is still favored is is kind of making me uh, concerned a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's like I, I'm nervous. I obviously have a ton of Michigan. Like you went to Alabama, like – like everyone's nervous like, yeah. about everything like about yeah. this game like really real like i i would love to come on and be like i'm so confident michigan's gonna win because i have these future tickets i'm not it feels like a really tough game honestly and like we'll we'll see what happens the point spread's been very interesting too we'll see if bama closes a favorite as we get closer to new year's eve and new year's day uh why don't we do nfl here for a few minutes pj so maybe like 30 45 seconds in answer because i know you have a lot of picks that you like and and we, yeah. we like hearing them and we like when you talk about them uh eagles cowboys uh one of the the kind of premier games of the weekend sunday night football Dallas three and a half point home favorite uh, what do we like here guys I know everybody's overreacting to the Eagles loss to the 49ers and I, I just you know I think that's just more about the Niners being a machine and just beating everybody when they're healthy to me this game is all about can Dallas beat a good team can they win the game and can they also cover the key number and can they win this game by four or more points I don't think they can I think this game's going to be a shootout. I think Philly's going to be able to score with them. So I like the Eagles, plus the three and a half. In a big game like this, I'm going to trust Jalen Hurts. I'm going to trust the Eagles more than I trust Dak and I trust Mike McCarthy. So maybe Dallas wins the game, but with so much riding, NFC East, number one seed in the NFC, I'm going to back Philly in this spot. I like him plus the points. A couple more minutes here with the glass man, PJ Glasser of Send It In and Inside the Betting Lines on the BetQL Network. PJ on Twitter at PJ Glasser 9 with Nick and Ken here on You Better You Bet. Glass man, what about the Ravens and the Rams on Sunday in Baltimore? Maybe some rain, some wind in the forecast coming up. Lamar is off the injury report. He is good to go. Ravens laying a little bit more than a touchdown against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Guys, whenever the Ravens play the NFC, the Ravens are just an autoplay. Lamar's 18-1 and straight up against the NFC. Look at what they've done at home this year to the Lions and Seahawks. Those games were just, they, they dominated them from start to finish. They're coming off a bye week. They're healthy. Like you said, Lamar's going to play. Bateman's going to play. And the weather forecast, I mean, we're getting uh, a warm weather team that plays in a dome that's going to be playing in rain and wind. The Ravens are built to play in that. They're a great running team, great defense. So I think the forecast favors the Ravens the game plan the spot everything is really pointing me towards Baltimore here so I would lay the seven and a half with them I think the way they win the game by double digits yeah, the Lamar NFC thing got brought up a lot when they were blowing out the Lions in that game. And the, the idea that and on the telecast they were talking about it was just like the NFC teams never see him, like him being Lamar, so that like when they see him for the first time, it's like a huge adjustment. They're not really sure what to do. It's tough to game plan for somebody like that because he's a unique quarterback, which to be fair is, is is true. That's what he is. And he's beaten every NFC team by a billion. Uh, PJ, Lions and Bears played a, a really competitive first meeting. This is the second matchup. Detroit like between three and three and a half on the road. Maybe weather here, but it looks like might be like a total Totally normal football game now. Looks like the forecast has improved enough. Uh, about 30, 45 seconds here. What do you like here? Yeah, Ken, it's it certainly, I was really high on the Bears. And like you said, the weather forecast now is, I still like the Bears, but maybe not as much. I think getting the hook, though, in a game where they should have won three weeks ago, like you said, Fields usually tends to play pretty well against Detroit. 
And I just don't trust that defense right now. You look at them over the last five or six games, whether it's been the Saints, the Packers, Chargers, Ravens, whoever they've played, they've been lighting up Detroit's defense. So I like the Bears in this spot at home, even if it's not supposed to be as rainy and windy as we maybe thought earlier in the week. I'm going to fade Jared Goff whenever he's in a cold weather game like this. So uh, give me the Bears at home plus the points. Glassman, give us a 15-second bonus bet here. Monday Night Football Giants and the Packers. Great spot to fade the Packers, guys, off big wins against the Lions and the Chiefs. I think it's a sell high. I like the G-men at home. Well, gave it to us in about six seconds, so good stuff there. Oh, so uh, so that, gives us more, that gives us more opportunity because when P.J. Glasser comes on the show, you know what we have to play, Jake. Oh, yeah. Have you started using this, by the way, on, like, send it in or inside the betting lines? Do you ever break the glass? We don't break the glass, unfortunately. Why not? I like it for. I just like it with you guys. I like it for the you better you bet. I mean, it's our thing, you know. I think that kind of pisses me off, honestly. I feel like you don't like our idea. <laughs> Nick, Nick hates you now. Actually, you don't. You don't know this. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Cut, cut the music. We're never doing it again. Uh, PJ's awesome, and I mean that sincerely. Like inside the betting lines comes up after us on the on the BetQL network every Sunday. And if you haven't watched, send it in. PJ's one-man wrecking crew for 30 minutes weekdays on the BetQL Network across all our social platforms. 1 o'clock Eastern weekdays, send it in. My friend, we appreciate it. Best of luck with all the bets. Have a great show on Sunday, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Power Hour, final hour coming up on the other side. Get those bets in. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.